This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, to my aftermarket peeps, it's Carm Capriato. Welcome uh, back to another Remarkable Results Radio podcast episode on the Aftermarket Radio Network, as we're always here advancing the aftermarket, and uh, my special guest in a part two, Chris Lawson, founder of TechnicianFine.com. Hey, Chris. Hey, Carm. It's great to be back. Hey, thank you for that part one. I loved it. Thank you so much. So much there as uh, we're talking about phenomenal, great, outstanding technicians. That's right. And so this part two, we want to talk about advanced strategies for finding good techs on both uh, Indeed or at least those recruitment tools out there and in Facebook. If you missed part one, you or yourself, Chris talked an awful lot about story branding and telling your story and setting up your vision. This isn't an app. This is something that changes you internally. Hey, plan to be at Apex 2023, October 31st through November 2nd. Apex will build upon the incredible success of Joe's Garage, a full 10-bay working environment. If you earn your living in the auto service aftermarket, then Apex is for you. Hey, did you know that Napa Tracks has on-site training plus six days a week support? It all starts when a local representative meets with you to learn about your business and how you run it. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Let us prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Find Napa Trax on the web at N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. So let's jump into these advanced strategies that you have learned over the years. Sure. You know, the big ones are, you know, everything starts with the mindset. We talked about mindset in session one. And when you're thinking about platforms online, there's also a mindset that comes into the platforms online. The mindset that comes into, we like to use Facebook. I mean, there are lots of platforms that are coming up faster and, um, you know, gaining more traction, you know, platforms like TikTok. But in order to find technicians, we still like Facebook. It still works and we're able to target very well and it still gets a lot of results. And when you are adopting a mindset to how you want to use Facebook, Facebook is it's like a big party. People are going to Facebook and they're going to Facebook to catch up with friends, to see what's going on there. You know, they want to join the fun and everybody's posting fun pictures and, and just lots of fun stuff. That's the mindset to have with Facebook. There are a lot of social media platforms that you can be on, but we still like uh, Facebook because that's a place that we're really going to get the traction and uh, we're able to generate a lot of activity and actually get directly to the technicians and people who know them. We also like to use, it's kind of a, you know, it's two sides of a, a coin. Facebook does a really good job in allowing you to get in front of people, to join the party and to invite them in. But what Facebook doesn't do a good job of at this point, and they may be working on this, but what they don't do is it's not a good place to actually have uh, people apply. They haven't figured that out yet. You really need to use Facebook along with some sort of an applicant tracking system. And you can use something as sophisticated as your own applicant tracking system, or you can use something uh, that's already done for you, like an Indeed or a a ZipRecruiter. But um, you need to use both of those uh, platforms because the Indeeds, ZipRecruiters, the applicant tracking systems of the world, they figured out how to capture applications, get people to apply and make it easy to communicate with them without getting ghosted. Facebook hasn't quite done that yet, but they do a phenomenal job in getting in front of people. Okay, so I've got a a job opening. The phone rings, and I've been a tech for a lot of years, and uh, I hear you have an opening. And they says, yeah, I do. Do you send him a Google form to fill out? Do you send him a link to a, a site? Do you say, can you email PDF me your resume? If I am doing this, if you will, raw, 
natively on my own because someone bumped into me and I'm not going through a formal, if you will, social or an app like Indeed. How would I go about that? Here's another mindset. So you can tell I'm big on mindsets. The mindset is you want to remove the friction and anything you do, anything you ask them to do is going to create more friction. If you are on the phone with someone, I'll give you a perfect example. So I was working with the shop owner up in Washington state and uh, he told me something I thought was genius. And he said, you know what, if anybody ever drops their application by and I've got 15, 20 minutes, I'll tell them, just come back and come into the office and let me talk to you right now. And I said, you know, that's genius because, you know, why would you take the application and then try to chase them around to do the interview if you can just do the interview right there. If you're on the phone with someone and then, you know, something isn't immediately pressing, I would say, you know, you should have your questions there. Ask them the questions. Start getting a feel for what's going on. Start the process now because what you want to do is you want to create the connection. I get asked all the time, why do technicians ghost me? Why don't they return my text messages? Why don't they return my emails? Well, the reason why is because you didn't make enough of a connection, enough of an impact on them in the beginning. If your ads aren't getting them to apply, it's because you didn't have enough impact on them with your ad. If you talked with them, but they ghost you or you give them an offer and then they don't show up on the day of the, you know, the first day of work, we know we've all had that happen, right? It's because not enough of a connection was created. I would say right on that initial phone call, you want to try to build the connection. And you do that by finding out what's going on in their world. Hey, why are you looking? What's going on? Where are you now? You know, what are they doing that you don't like? You know, what are you looking for? You know, what's a perfect world look like for you? You know, what are your overall plans for your future? Try to tie in what you're doing at your shop with what they're trying to accomplish in their world. If you can make that connection, then when you do move to the next step, the next step is going to stick and it's going to stick a lot better than if you, you know, if you send them to a form. I work with lots of shops who send people to a Google Doc. That's fine. But the problem is if you haven't made the connection, then a thousand things end up going through their head. I love doing interviews because I'm so motivated by what I hear. And if I was going to change my world based on what you just told me, if that phone rang or if I got an instant message, I guess based on what you just told me, I would say, Let's go have coffee now. That would be the absolute best way to handle it. Or have you had lunch yet today? Or what are you doing after work tonight? We're probably not that far. Oh, you're 50 miles away? I'll drive. Let's shake hands. Let's look each other in the eye. Let's share a simple story over a cup of coffee. What do you think? Perfect. Because the word connection is is the umbrella over my think here. Yes. Let me take that a step further, Carm. You're absolutely right. And uh, that's another issue. One of the things that happens a lot is um, I'll see a shop owner make an offer and then the technician, I mean, and rightfully so, they'll say, hey, I want you, I want to give two weeks notice. That's fine. But you have to remember a lot happens in that two weeks. Their their friends are going to get in their ear. Their current employer is going to get in their ear. Other, you know, dealers, shops are going to get in their ear. A lot of stuff's going to get in their ear. So if you just leave it as, okay, see you when you move your toolbox in two weeks from today, you just, you can't do it like that. I mean, you have to have touches. We've done shows on ghosting, Chris, and that's where you are right now. You are, not only are we ghosting applications and ghosting follow-ups and follow-throughs, we're ghosting the fact that they don't even show up. I loved them long time. And then two weeks later, or the day before, or it was a no-show, or it was a text, or it was something very cold. The whole connection thing. Let's take a few minutes, and let me get your insights on the whole 
We've come to an agreement. We've got ourselves a deal. He wants to give two weeks notice. How do we prevent ghosting? And I've heard every day you've got to be in contact with that person. Is that a possibility here? Yeah, you really do. What I share is um, in a a past life, I was a financial advisor. I was in the financial services industry for um, just over 25 years. And uh, in the tail end of that that, uh, career, I was a financial advisor. So we were trying to build relationships with uh, CPAs and uh, other financial professionals, mortgage brokers and things like that. And one of the things that we always had to do is we had to keep following up, but you had to follow up in a way that wasn't obnoxious. <laughs> so you can't just keep calling and saying, hey, do you got any referrals for me? Do you got any referrals for me? What you have to do is you have to follow up with value. And so I take that into this process as well. I've seen lots of shops do lots of successful things. I've seen shops say, hey, you know what? I realized that we had agreed that you're going to be here in two weeks, but you know what? We really need you. Is there any way you could start on Monday? You know, I'll give you an extra grand if you can start on Monday. Anything you can do to shorten that period is going to be helpful. Another thing that I've seen is just every 48 hours putting in a touch, whether it's, you know, hey, there's a birthday party. We're throwing a birthday party. We're buying lunch. Why don't you stop by and, you know, I'll give you a chance to meet the team and you, you'll know somebody when it's time for you to start. Things like, hey, stop by. You can see where, you know, we've cleaned out your spot. We want to just show you and you know, get your thoughts on it. Or reminding them why they made the decision. That's another really important thing. There's a reason why they said yes to your offer. And reminding them why they said yes to your offer is another way that you can have a touch. Hey, you know what? Jimmy's a service advisor here. And, uh, you know, we talked about how he does dispatching because, you know, where you are at the dealer, you know, they play favorites in dispatching and they give all the gravy work to their pet techs. Hey, I wanted you to talk to Jimmy because he's got some things to, you know, tell you about how they do, you know, they distribute work and make sure it's fair. Whatever you can think of that is adds value to the conversation, you can touch them at least every 48 hours to 72 hours until they come in. And guess what? If they stop responding to your communications, you've got a problem. You've got to do whatever you can to get back in touch with them because somebody got into their ear and now the odds of them actually showing up on that start date have gone down significantly. It's almost like you want to build a two-week orientation process. <laughs> okay. That's a great way to put it. Chris, so excited you're coming on board. This is, this is a fit beyond fit. Uh, this is right for you. It's actually right for us. It's right for my team. We're so happy you're coming. But instead of having all this work we have to do on day one, we're going to start. So HR is going to contact you. We're going to talk about retirement and motivation on Monday. We actually want to get your training resume so we can see what kind of training we're going to get ready, set, and plan for you. We've got some apps inside the company, some HR apps, some you know things that help cycle you in. And I am sure over a Monday through a Friday and a Monday through a Friday, the 10 days previous to the two-week notice, you can create enough. And to your point, warning sign when they don't want to show up. We do it at their convenience, seven in the morning, five at night, you know, during lunchtime. If this person hesitates at any one of those moments down the road, you know, then I hear I'm on the phone calling you my chief help me consultant. If I've not done everything I'm supposed to do, but you can't prevent it all, can you, Chris? You can't. And I mean, that's one of the advanced strategies is you're always looking. You always should have some sort of a passive uh, campaign running. That doesn't mean that you have to be actively out there searching, but you want to have something out there that's running. And the other thing that um, I always recommend is to have uh, have a deep bench. In a perfect world, you'd have a list of people to call 
when that tech says, hey, guess what? It's Friday afternoon and I'm not going to show up on Monday. You know, I'm done. You want to be able to have a list that you can just start right down the list of people that you've talked to before and you've kept in touch with, preferably over the years or over the months. You know, in a perfect world, the toolboxes will pass in the night. You know, one will be going in and one will be going out. Removing friction from the whole process, you had mentioned that earlier. Is there any great big tip you can give someone? I mean, I know you talked about how to make things fluid on Facebook and in Indeed, but take me to removing friction in the interview, the first interview. Any ideas? In the first interview, removing friction is, um, I mean, we've all heard this, but I'm going to remind you, we have two ears and one mouth. So, uh, you know, use them in that proportion. I mean, really, it's that simple. I mean, you want to have a few questions that you ask and you want to get them talking. You want to get them talking about what's important, what's important to them, not just in work, but in life. But Chris, you come into my office and you're this incredibly qualified tech. I'm excited to even have you in the seat, uh, not across from me, the desk, but maybe two seats across from each other, right? Get rid of the, the line of authority. And I say this, and again, here's my, my think going on, Chris. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay, Bob, thanks for coming in. I so appreciate this. Um, love what I've seen on your resume and the discussions that we've currently have. I want to be an incredible listener in this first interview. And I just love for you to tell me all about you, why you're looking. Tell me about your family. Tell me about your training. Tell me about what kind of jobs you love to do. Tell me about diagnostics. Tell me about your ASEs. And I'm going to listen and take notes. Wow. Would that blow somebody away? Yeah, it would. It would blow them away. I think that there's a lot of soft things that you want to ask about, but there's also the skills. I mean, there's the hard skills that just, you know, you obviously they can't do the job if they don't have specific skills. So you want to talk about that. But the soft things, the soft skills, the soft ideas, they're important. Won't you find them, see them, hear them? If you can give 80% of the talk to the to the candidate and 20% on your own? Yeah, absolutely. Won't you just discover, wow, this person's pretty darn articulate. This person really knows how to put a logic statement together. You're going to probably hear or see that. Absolutely. And you just guide them. You know, sometimes people go off track, so you just guide them. But you're going to learn a lot about who they are and their personality styles. If you went to Apex 2022, then you realized the incredible commitment that Apex has to the service professional. Joe's Garage is your place with 10 working bays as you experienced real live working conditions. Also, the best tech companies from tools and repair to management software had their latest and greatest for you. You also attended technical and business management training with the industry's best and brightest. Now, work is underway to make next year's Apex 2023 have even more product demos, trending training, marketing, and social media support to help you grow your sales and profits. Remember, if you earn your living in the aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening as we bring you the latest from Apex 2023. Save the date, October 31st through November 2nd, 2023. Hey, let's face it. Your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. Napa Tracks has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the industry's best, most comprehensive SMS. Now, it all starts when a local representative meets with you to learn about your business and how you need to run it. 
After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. And having local representation is a huge plus. Customizing tracks to your business, whether you're a one-person shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company, a representative consults with you to help optimize your shop's workflow, efficiency, and profitability. Trax always has the flexibility to do business how you need to do it, which means it can also grow as your business grows. And unlike the other guys, we'll be there for you after installation with the best training and support in the business. Yes, a learning management system tailored to each role in your company. Simply put, Trax was designed and built for shop owners just like you. Visit us on the web at NapaTrax, that's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. So let's go back to these uh, advanced strategies uh, on Indeed and Facebook. Let's just talk about Indeed. I mean, a lot, so many people use Indeed. You know, the challenge with Indeed is they change. Right when you figure Indeed out, they, they'll change the whole system. And they're, they're actually in the process of going through a huge change now as well. I would say Indeed's the number one job site in the world. You need to be on there and you need to know how to use it. And the problem is not one in 10 shops I talk to knows how to use it to its fullest capabilities. There's a bunch of different levels inside Indeed. What we always recommend is we recommend that, um, you know, you should sponsor a job, but you don't play the sponsorship game. Now, let me explain how that works. The sponsorship game is you are competing with all the dealers in your city and you're trying to get on page one. So that's the way Indeed works. And I've talked with lots of Indeed reps, so I've kind of figured this whole thing out. And what ends up happening is you get you post a job and then two hours later, somebody else in your city posts another job for a technician. So every time another job is posted, you go down the page and then pretty soon you're off of page one. And when you pay, that brings you back onto page one or whatever page is needed for you to start getting views again. And then when your daily budget runs out, then you don't get views anymore. Indeed's trying to eliminate the daily budget altogether. At this point, you can still call and you can request a specific exception so that you can get daily budgets on, but they're trying to move it all towards application. You know, in my opinion, application is not the way you want to go. We've had clients call us and say, hey, what's going on? I just got an $1,800 bill on my uh, Indeed account. And we go in and look and it's because somebody in their shop set up a paper application subscription, and then they forgot to check. If they're not in there every day and checking and then rejecting all of those, you know, folks that are delivering pizzas that are, you know, applying to be a master technician, if they're not in there rejecting all those resumes right away, then they get charged for all of them. It's great for Indeed because they're they're charging for all of them. And let me tell you, when you set that as your objective, they go to work. They give you a lot of applications, but that's not necessarily in your best interest. And what ends up happening is when you're paying more and more money, what ends up happening is you're competing against all of these other shops. The statistics I've seen, and it bears out from what I see, you know, as proof, is there are only about 5 to 10% of technicians at any given time that are actually looking. When you're paying more and more money to Indeed to keep appearing on page one to get your ads seen, and you're competing with dealers who are throwing thousands and thousands of dollars a month, you're playing a losing game. You need to dig deeper. So the way to dig deeper is to actually do the subscriptions. You're doing the sponsorship, you do the subscriptions, and then you're going in and you're actually actively targeting folks that have the resume on Indeed, but they're not necessarily looking. And there are strategies for how to get more people to uh, respond. One of the best strategies for getting people to respond is to spend time on good headlines and spend time on good ads. And the good ads mean you can 
go back to our previous episode and we talk a little bit about, you know, how you put together the ads and how you make, you invite technicians into a story about your shop. But those are the important things to, to follow when you're on Indeed. Many technicians earn their master certifications. Some people earn technician of the state or top shop to work at. And these are stories that need to be highlighted in an Indeed ad. Yeah, absolutely. One of the problems that I see is all the requirements. Now we're going back to friction. You require a resume, you require, you know, you have a bunch of deal breakers. So Indeed will let you do deal breakers. So if you don't have five years of experience in a professional automotive, you know, repair shop, it's all these things that automatically reject people. If you go on Indeed and you look at the hiring insights, everybody that listens to this podcast should go on and look at hiring insights within a 25 mile of your 25 mile radius of your shop. It gives you a wealth of data. It shows you all the information about what's going on with applicants, with your competition, with salaries, all that. It shows it on Indeed, and this is free. You can go in and look at it. But when you go in and you you look at that, what you see is that the automotive technicians are typically 96 out of on a scale of 1 to 100 of competitiveness. So these are the most competitive. In lots of areas I work in, it's 100. So they are the most competitive jobs that you can actually advertise for on Indeed. So you want to make sure that you are not creating friction where you don't, you don't want to create friction. Deal breakers, create friction. Requiring a resume, you know, think about it. A tech has been at a shop for 10 years. Are they going to have a, an up-to-date resume? Probably not. And it's friction. If they have to go and update their resume in order to apply for your job, I mean, I would say, why don't you just get them on the phone? And I'll do you one better. Just text. Because there are people out there today that are afraid of picking up the phone. To me, that would be zero friction. I love your point. I'm 10 years in. I'm a little frustrated. I'd love to find out what's out there. Me and the wife know that we need, one of us need to make a career move. We're not quite sure who. And she says, and everyone around me says, I need a resume. She says, oh, I don't want to. Oh my God. It's like getting a root canal. Yeah. I, I love your point. Just call, text me, text me. Text me and let me know you saw the ad. Boom. There's nothing easier. Yeah, They don't even have to have questions or, or anything. That's the easiest way. And you're removing friction. When you remove friction, it makes it easier to have conversations. And the last thing you want to do is set up a bunch of, of friction when you're not even getting application flow. So I talk to a lot of uh, shop owners and, and I'll say, hey, what's been your experience? Where have you been advertising? What's been going on? And they tell me, I just can't get applications. And then we have this whole conversation about how we're going to set up the ads. And they say, well, you know, I don't want to talk to anybody that has this or this or this. And I'm like, we need to make sure we get an application flow before we start restricting it with all of these requirements. If you can get an application flow, then what you can do is you can take it to the next step. And I always say, hey, ask for referrals. Every technician that you talk to, if they've been in the business for three, four, five years, they've worked with other techs. Ask for referrals when you're on the call. Say, you know, end every call and say, hey, you know what? Um, this has been a great call. Can you give me a couple of names of technicians that you respect that you've worked with in the past that can put in a good word about your quality of work? Get two more technicians to talk to. And you just talk. You just go from one to another to another. You're giving yourself more at-bats. That's what you're doing. And that's what this is about. God, that is, you know, it goes back to Moneyball. I just want people that can get on base. Get on base. That's exactly right. You bring up another great point, Carm, and it's a lot of times we'll be working with someone and they're looking for the unicorn. 
I've been through this so many times and it's particularly frustrating for me when we get a lot of applications in the beginning of the process, because then they say, oh, you know what? I'm going to wait. You know, we're getting so many applications. I'm just going to wait and, you know, we're going to get the perfect tech. And I'm thinking, ah, you know what? Let's get some, some doubles and singles. I'm, I'm not saying that you bring in the wrong person. What I'm saying is a lot of times there are people that would work and If you're waiting for that perfect technician, and this is, you know, it's almost a joke now because one of the first things I ask in an onboarding call is I say, well, how long have you been looking? And so many shop owners will tell me as long as I've been in the business or 30 years, you know, 25 years, you know, they've been looking for the perfect tech for that long. So you don't necessarily want to look or wait for the unicorn. So here's my takeaway from this little mini segment that we just did. Hire a two base hitter and make them a unicorn. Yeah. And you can't because all the unicorns that are out there started somewhere quickly. Let's just, uh, you know, in, in a few minutes, advanced strategies about Facebook. You got it. Facebook, as I mentioned, is the party. So you're inviting people into the party. You want to always have some kind of content there that is showing what's going on in your shop and showing the culture. And, uh, you know, if you want to know more about culture, that's, uh, you know, in our last segment, we did that. We went into culture. But I'll just say this about it. You want to show them that it's a fun place to work. You want to show them that you care about your employees. You want to show them, again, with the mindset, you want to show them that you care and you want their life to work inside and outside of the shop. So whatever you post that can show that, that's important. Getting your business page set up to drive drive applications. Again, what we do is um, we like to find people on Facebook and then we like them to apply somewhere else. It's just not good getting them to apply on Facebook because people think they applied and then you go back after them and they ghost you and you've got no application, you've got no resume, you've got nothing basically. And then you try to go back after them and then they forget that, the, you know, they click the button. It's just so easy for them to think that they applied, but they didn't really apply. Set yourself up the right way, find them on Facebook, get them to apply in a different platform and monitoring. You have to monitor all the time. We run Facebook ads. We do a lot of Facebook ads. When we run Facebook ads, tens of thousands of people see these ads. I'm not exaggerating at all. We have one client in Florida we've been working with for a few years. Millions of people have seen their ads. And you can imagine what happens when that many people see an ad. All kinds of people comment. You know, you've got people who are potential customers will say, hey, I just saw your ad. It looks like you, you know, really treat your employees well. Can I bring my vehicle in on Thursday? You get people that say, hey, these folks are great. I've been working with them for a long time and they're fantastic. You want to be in there and responding. You want to be communicating. If you're running ads on Facebook, you'll get questions from technicians. Technicians will ask you questions like, um, hey, are your floors epoxy? You know, what's your drainage look like? You know, what kind of diagnostic tools do you have? They'll ask questions and, you know, it drives me nuts when I go in there and I see that there's all these questions that are being asked by technicians and the shop hasn't responded. I'm thinking, hey, you're looking, you know, this fruit is dropping on the ground, you know, it's, you know, people are here. So you want to make sure that you're in there and you're engaging with folks because those are the opportunities that you, you can capture. So if I hired you to run my social media, I still have to be on it? Yeah. We've tested this and, you know, Karm, I like to remove, remove friction for my clients the same way I'm recommending everybody remove friction. And we tried it and there's just a problem. The problem is text would ask questions that we didn't have the answers. My team staff didn't have answers for. And so we'd have a back and forth and that's friction. There would be situations where, um, you know, shop could actually get somebody in for interviews very quickly 
And we just can't do that because there'd be back and forth. It's just better if you're doing that. And it doesn't have to be every second. You don't have to have the app on your phone. You just check in once a day, make sure that you answer everything. The Facebook business manager, the meta business manager now is uh, set up so that you can see all of your notifications. You can see all of your comments and everything there. You can just go right in. You can get it done in 10, 15 minutes and then be out. So many out there love to hate social media. And thank you for the advice to remind us that if you're going to use it as a recruitment tool, actually forget it. If you're going to use it as a marketing tool for your great business, then you got to pay attention to it. Chris, I so enjoyed this, uh, this part two on uh, advanced strategies to finding good technicians. I mean, I know that you could go on for two or three more hours. So would you come back and let's do some more? Yeah, I'd love to, Carm. Beautiful. Chris Lawson, technicianfind.com. Thanks so much for being here, man. Hey, thank you. It's been fun. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. 